Yes, hello once again. We are B-A-C-K. And, um... Back in tune again. To another episode of... Another doorway of... Uh, beyond words and expression. Beyond what can be uh, heard, beyond what can be perceived. Um, well, Today's topic is um, based upon a certain word I use. Uh, here and there throughout the podcast, I wasn't too sure if I actually touched upon it throughout any of the episodes like that. But I've mentioned it. And um, it's something which is holds some type of importance. It definitely holds importance. Definitely holds a certain type of relevance to basic, uh, basically grasp and handle this reality in a certain way. And the word I'm pointing to, talking about, is awareness, to be aware. Now, you know, throughout this podcast, I speak according to how this reality is unfolding itself to me. And what goes on according to personal and private experience of whatever I find myself going through or what things go through me. And um, I decode it, unfold it, and share it. So today's topic is awareness. On the last episode, I had touched upon the topic in a certain format. And how I was touching upon it basically was one-liners. I would share one line, and then I would unfold on each line and open up each line. 
And I kind of think I'm going to do that same format today because it was, uh, was kind of interesting. So I'm going to go about the same way today as well. Okay, well, what is this awareness thing? It's a weird thing. Start off with line by line. First line is can share the same time, space, and moment with what we know as consciousness. Awareness actually something that comes about from somewhere that opens up. It stands kind of parallel to what we know as consciousness. Awareness opens up the understanding of consciousness. To be aware of your surrounding of some sort, of yourself and your surrounding, you become conscious of yourself and of things, or you become conscious that you are. That first can't really be activated without the point of awareness. So, awareness can share the same time, space, and moment with consciousness. That's basically what validates that. The next one is, it's not specifically inside of the mind. It's actually something which is somewhere behind the mind. And the reason why I said that was because it's, of course, they say all is mind, it's reality, all is mind, mind is all. But I said it's not something specifically inside of the mind, it's actually something which is somewhere behind the mind. And behind means basically something which we may identify as prior to, not somewhere standing or positional location. And the reason why I said that was because you are in a mind realm or a minding or a mindful or mind-related dimension. But when you become aware, you can actually see how the mind's activity can run rampant. You can see the mind play go on. So it's actually something which is, I guess, something not specifically inside of it, something probably suspended from it, or maybe both both things. It can probably be something which is a part of it or inside of it and be suspended from it at the same time because this is a mind place. But this awareness thing that turns on and opens up can actually make you witness a clear revelation to your own mind at play within the moment. 
So that's why that key word I put in there was specifically. It's not specifically inside of the mind. It's actually something which is somewhere behind the mind. Through the awareness, you can see how your mind behaves. It's like a slowing down of some sort. It brings some type of clarity to the moment. Unnecessarily become and grow knowledgeable or from it and wise. And it's, it's, a, it's a coming and going thing, but a coming and going thing, but can remain permanent if the attention is put to it at the moment. It appears or happens. The next line is, it's an unknown turn-on device. Hmm. Of course, it is a, <clears throat> it's an unknown thing. And instead of the word turn-on, it's a, a appearing, appearing kind of device. A turn-on device, what I mean by that is basically it's something that comes on and makes itself present at certain times. And it's a device because it's something that you can actually use and utilize to remote yourself, to remote the mind, to channel. So it's, 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 it's an unknown turn-on device, something that, sh you know, you can turn it on intentionally or unintentionally. But whether you call it on intentionally, it kind of calls you regardless. So it's a thing that comes about whether you know it or not, or it can come about when you wish it to be. When you want some type of understanding and understanding of situations that you go through that you find yourself in. Okay, the next line is, it's an unknown silence and silencing. A mental muting of some kind. Kind of is because when you experience this point of awareness, it kind of Things keep going on, but it's kind of like a shutdown. It kind of shuts things down, not physically around you, but mentally within you. And it kind of is like, it's like a self-zooming thing. You zoom in on yourself. You zoom in on the moment at hand. And it's kind of a quieting kind of thing. Quieting in the sense of sound and noise, and also quieting as just this arrival, this thing that arrived, this aware thing that arrived. You all of a sudden find your main attention and main focus on it. You give it attention, it pulls the attention towards it, pulling you in with it in a certain way. So muting and silencing is actually kind of a, you can, you can also look at that not as the reference of a noise, but as a kind of shutting down of your attention and where you choose to direct your attention to things at a certain time and zoom it in on something which is more subtle, 
within you that is opening up and going on at that moment. Okay. Next line is a certain stilling. A certain stilling. When you receive the sting or when it opens up inside you, you kind of still. And it doesn't mean physically, per se. It can mean physically. But it's sort of a mental kind of stilling at the moment. And it's a certain type of stilling because it's being, it's opening up to the environment and the atmosphere and the situations and the activity which is going on around it. So in order for it to see everything, for it to view everything in that moment, there has to be a certain type of stilling. Two things moving can't see each other moving. So there has to be one thing which is still and the other thing which is moving for that still thing to see what's really in movement and what isn't in movement. So it's a certain stilling. Sometimes when we hit this point of awareness, we we may remain physically still sometimes. But basically, it's a mental stilling. Oh, a stilling of some sort. You become immobile mentally, but you can remain mobile physically. Okay. Okay. The next thing is, next line is, it pauses reality in the moment of reality and movement, which is basically what I just touched upon. It's like a pausing of reality in a certain way. Reality is going, time is moving, things are happening, but there's some kind of pause-like state that the mentality is going through within that moment. Everything is still happening. Everything is still moving. Still moving. <clears throat> Movement is still going on. Action is still in motion around you. But in your mind, in your view, whatever is in front of your eyes and around your ears and orbit around your body or your embodiment, you become in this orbit of stillness, you pause, the pausing of some sort. See, what I'm explaining is this thing called awareness, actually something which is very, it basically has to be experienced. So understand whatever I'm touching upon, I'm touching upon basically trying to grab air, and I'm showing it to you and saying, look, this is what this is. But at the same time, it's a certain type of thing that comes about that I'm sure plenty of you have experienced in many different ways that can be kind of, it can be identified, but it has no location and it has no image, but it has a certain type of identification. You can identify this energy being present, but explaining it or it being understood by somebody who may have experienced it but never really know how to explain or how to grasp this experience that happened to them, it can be challenging. 
So once again, like I said, explaining awareness to someone is like catching air or trying to catch air. And then once you catch air, show air to somebody and say, this is what this is. It's something which has to be experienced, something which has to be harnessed. And the one doing it has to know what it is that came about and what to do with it, what's happening, what's going on to them, and what they can do with it, or how to utilize this thing that arrived, this entity called awareness. Okay, go to the next line. Next line is, it pulls you inside of it or draws you towards it and within it. Once again, it's something that arrives. It's like an opening up <clears throat> of the mind. And it's kind of hypnotic in a way. It's kind of a possession in a way. pulls you inside of it or draws you towards it and within it. It's sort of like similar to daydreaming in a certain way. But it's a slight difference, but it's similar to that feeling, not the experience per se, but the feeling that arrives. It opens up. You get pulled inside of it. Or this thing is so intense, it's so unexplainable that you have to know about it. Your curious mind has to know what is this thing which arrived and it draws you towards it and you find yourself within it. And the mind starts to function in a different kind of way. But you have to realize how it's functioning in that way <clears throat> in order to see how you can utilize this kind of mind that came about at that moment and what to take from it, what to do with it. Okay, the next line is, it arrives knowingly or unknowingly. Both. You can be in a situation that's hectic at the moment and you know that you need to be aware at that very moment. And a hectic situation is based upon a certain type of extra chaos that you're going through at that moment. And you may say, you know, my emotion is here, my judgment is at hand, right? Is that, that play right now? I need to be at a certain point of awareness right now. You can actually, once you experience this thing, you can actually draw it to you when needed and utilized at certain times. Which is why I say it arrives knowingly Like intentionally, you can actually make it present when needed and to be used in certain situations you find yourself in or put yourself in. 
And once it's being used at a certain degree, it can also arrive unknowingly. You know, whether you know about it or not, whether you have utilized it prior to or haven't yet. It's like a thing that keeps coming. It's going to keep coming. Matter of fact, it doesn't even keep coming. It's actually there. It's actually here right now. It's always here. So when I say arrive, don't fall too much into the word arrive. But I mean basically that it's always here. And things that we do every day, we don't really acknowledge its, its presence, which is here all the time. Because what covers that is action and you know, activity, judgment, emotion, personality, the ego. You know, these things kind of block your vision from seeing it and being one with it. Even though it's always one with you, like you're always being, even though no matter how much you're doing, you're being. You're a being which is being. But because you do so much, when you stop doing, then you say, oh, wow, you know, I'm being now. No, you have always been being. But since you've been doing so much, you wasn't able to recognize that you've always been being and that doing, no matter how much you're doing, it will never supersede the being that you're being. It goes the same thing with awareness. No matter how egotistical you may be, how judgmental you may be, or emotional you may be, or caught up in feeling you may be, it will never supersede the awareness which is always present. So when these things cease, when activity ceases, when the personality ceases or slows down, the ego slows down, judgment, emotion slows down, this human activity slows down, the mental activity, thoughts, thinking, all this thing slows down. Awareness makes its presence more clearer. Okay. So when I say it arrives knowingly or unknowingly, it's basically like saying it's always there. But your mind activity makes it, you know, seem like it's not there. And it has to be there because you are being which is around the environment, the atmosphere. It has to be aware of its own atmosphere. You have to be conscious of your own atmosphere. You have to be wise to your atmosphere. And all this stems from awareness. So it has to be that thing which is always that play all the time, whether you know it or not. See, consciousness is knowing that you are. Awareness is uh, a seeing that is beyond looking. Okay, conscious, conscious that I'm conscious that I'm here. I'm conscious that I exist. I'm conscious that I'm conscious that I am. But you have to be aware first. Aware gives life to the definition of consciousness. Okay, so on to the next line. It can come when desired and requested or by surprise. 
once again validates what I was just talking about. So it can come, you can just replace that with, it can be realized when desired and requested or by surprise. You can know that you're going through a certain kind of turmoil in the moment. And you can actually slow down the noise in your mind, slow down the thought process in your mind. Cease all the thinking for a minute. And it's not about stopping it. It's letting it play, letting it carousel, but suspending yourself away from that aspect of mind and jumping into the realm of awareness or opening your realm of awareness or just pushing that to the side and seeing that awareness has always been there. So you can push these thought patterns and this thinking pattern to the side. You can push your personality, your character, your behavior to the side just to acknowledge awareness, which has always been there, when you want to jump into that pool. It's always there. But the point is, can you, do you know, have you seen the gap or the space between whatever you are and whatever mind is in order to push the activity of mind somewhere else or to leave it somewhere else or to suspend away from it to actually recognize and acknowledge the awareness. And once you acknowledge it, it pulls you in. Because like I said before, once you, what you got to do is give it attention and acknowledge it. It's already turned on. There's no turning on of it. There's no switch. It's always on. Awareness, being, these are the same categories. The being is always aware. It's your doing which is emotional and judgmental. Being and aware are the same thing. It's just two different identifications of the same energy. Okay. The next line is, it's a certain kind of receding. You begin to recede from a forefront or surface and simply just witness. Once again, it kind of validates what I was just building upon prior to this line, the line prior to this one, or what I was just building upon a few seconds ago with the explanation. It's a certain kind of receding, and if those who've been around for other episodes as well have know that I touched upon that what we see or know or identify as quote-unquote spirituality is a certain kind of receding. You're peeling off layers to see that you wasn't this layer and you peel off the next layer or wasn't that layer either and you peel off this layer or wasn't this layer either and so on and so on and so on. So whether you choose to say spirituality is connected to awareness or awareness is spirituality, it's fine. It's cool. However you may perceive it, however this, this light is hitting you, you're going to be able to bottle it and utilize it however you utilize it within yourself and incorporate it and associate it with your reality according to how it fits in. But it is a certain kind of receding because, once again, while the doer is doing and you're being in an argument or some conflict is going on or some friction may be happening between you and another or you and certain people or you in an environment or you in a situation, you still yourself, like I said once again in the other lines, the, the more earlier lines when I was touching upon awareness, a certain kind of stilling. You still yourself. As you still yourself, you begin to recede from this stilling. 
So you can be yelling, 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 arguing, and all of a sudden you just stop and you still yourself. The other person may be arguing. They may still be going on. You still yourself. From the stilling, matter of fact, you silence yourself. Once you silence yourself, you still from the silence. From the stilling, you begin to receive. So with silencing yourself, becoming silent, once you become silent, you become still. Once you become still, you automatically start to recede from the stilling. As you recede from the stilling, you find yourself within the realm of awareness. Which is why I said you begin to recede from a forefront or surface and simply just witness. You're no longer feeding in or giving or putting fuel to the fire anymore. You feel no need to or no want to. And it's not for a good or bad reason, pure evil reason. You're not judging the person, not judging yourself. You're in a place where these things do not exist. You're just simply witnessing what is going on right in front of you. The reason why I said the forefront or surface because it's the ego and it's the doer. It's the personality, the character, the behavior. The one who wants to get their point across, the one who wants to be right. You, that is a surface. That is the doer in the state of its doing. You receive back to your being in the midst of awareness. And now instead of involving yourself in something or participating in something which may cause more friction, you simply find yourself just witnessing whether that person or other people or situation that you're in may see it, view it, and realize it within you and recognize it within you and what you're in the state of at that moment or not is depending upon them. But you remain within your state regardless, no matter what. And you have to understand why you're going into this state and why the state is happening. Whether you're doing it knowingly or unknowingly, you have to, it has to hit you in a certain way of understanding what is this state for? Why am I in this feeling? Why am I in this place right now? In your, in your mind and this place behind your mind, which is why I say why I can see the mind's activity. See, so, and if you're doing that and you're not participating or no longer active, no longer uh, reacting to the situation, you get to see it at hand, and then whenever you choose to respond, you respond. You don't react. You respond. No matter how much somebody else or other people are reacting, you stay within response mode because awareness is a certain kind of chilling out. It's going to chill you out. You're not going to find yourself as mad as you were prior to not being aware or not activating your awareness within that moment. It's something that you will automatically experience within that moment. And whatever you come out of, maybe you can share with me as well. I'm always willing to listen to things as well, anytime to anybody. This is a sharing of experience. I'm not on the platform. I'm not on no pedestal. I'm not on the top shelf. We're simply eye to eye level. The letter I to the letter I. 
and this is the sharing of what you experience with the same principles. Awareness is a principle. So it's not something I own. It's not something that some high master owns. It's not something that a, a guru or a yogi or somebody of high spiritual teaching or mind owns. These are just principles. We share our experiences and we you know, build in contrast with each other. Okay. The next line is, it can remain active whether you're physically moving or physically still. Which is something kind of touched upon as well. Um, I would say, I would prefer, I would recommend, and I would suggest that you remain still in all ways. Because it comes to you in a certain type of silencing and stilling. This is how this principle communicates to you. So what do you do? You become the principle itself. Okay, if it's communicating to you, like I said before with the word, with the episode on words, if it's not coming to you in a word, don't put it into a word, whatever it may be. So it's the same thing as if, if this thing is coming to you in a certain type of silence and stillness, then you remain within a certain silence and stillness, uh, both physically and mentally, as preferred, to keep that principle in the realm of potential and chaos so that it may communicate to you clearly and that you may receive the message from it clearly and keep it within its potential state, to keep it an ongoing thing or a constant remaining thing that never transforms itself uh, with no interaction, interference, or distraction from your mind and your personality and your judgment and your emotion. So keep it there. However something communicates to you, you animate back to it or you communicate back to it the same way it came to you to keep it within that state to get the most potent value from it. <clears throat> so it's not saying don't move, but if you were to ask me, I would say per, I prefer or recommend or suggest that just remain still in all ways, mentally and physically. That's how it comes to you. And that's how it's showing you itself. That's your experience of it. So what I'm saying is, you know, show the same kind of respect to this principle as the way it shows itself to you. Keep within the state, double the value, double the worth. Enhance the whole experience. Be a reflection of that that projects itself to you. Because what is this whole thing, spirituality thing, is about what self-reflection, this whole life or life or reality is about self-reflection. So reflect back the same way it projected to yourself. Reflect back to yourself the same way it projects to you. Okay. Um, next line is, oh, <laughs> judgment and emotion are the mist or fog between you and awareness, making it difficult for you to see it and harness it and utilize it. So once again, what I've touched upon a few times already, 
judgment and emotion are the mist or fog between you and awareness, making it difficult for you to see it, harness it, and utilize it. Once again, it's the personality, it's the ego, or egotistical nature, or ego, <clears throat> or egoism. This egoismic organism that you are. that doesn't let you center yourself in the point or the core of awareness. Its main objective is to keep you out of the center and core of awareness. So basically it's like saying your doing is a doing thing that keeps you away from your being. But it has no intention. It's not like it's doing it intentionally, like it has a certain type of, you know, attitude or, you know, it doesn't like you and, you know. It's just a thing that is exactly what it is and it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. But as it's doing it, you can be getting further and further away from your being. So as you are more judgmental and emotional that you are within a moment, you, you may find yourself more and more further away from the awareness which is there, was there, and have, have always been there. It has always been there. It's always been here. But our human activity and how we do things kind, kind of clouds you Um, from seeing its presence and realizing and recognizing it. Uh, This presence has always been here. It's always been present, which is why it's called the presence, because it's always present. Whether we realize, recognize it, give it attention, acknowledge it or not, is based upon the activity that we find ourselves in and doing and how much of it and the duration of how long we keep it present will determine how, how close or how distant we are from this thing which always has been present called awareness. Awareness doesn't have a judgment. Awareness holds no emotion. Awareness is a thing that doesn't come within a feeling. But since it comes part of it part of the mind is something which is something behind the mind, these two parts which it is, once it drops in the mind, the body creates a certain type of feeling for it, a certain type of euphoric feeling for it, which can't be explained. Like I said, it's a certain kind of possession that comes. And you get pulled into it. But it has no intention that has no mind to it. You know, it's a thing which you can clearly see through to see your mind when you can't see your mind and how you're behaving and acting within the moment. It clearly lets you see how you're acting and behaving in the moment. So that means that you were the actor and the behavior in the moment, got lost in the script, got lost in the movie you were playing at that moment. 
until you realize that you weren't the actor or the behavior or the script or the movie to begin with. And you go to a place behind that. And now you get to see these characters which you thought you once were but realize that you never were to begin with. And these characters can be judgment, emotion, and things of that nature because the body, once again, is here to feel. This is a feeling experience. It's having an experience to feel. You don't get caught up in the feeling. Go through what you got to go through, judging, becoming emotional about things, getting pissed off, yelling, arguing, whatever you want to do. But just always be aware that it's just brain play. It's just body play. Find your space and your gap back to your awareness to recede back to that point at all times, whenever needed, desired, or requested, or granted by you. Okay? So, the next line is, uh, never deny, ignore, or neglect its presence or its arrival. Once again, when you talk about arrival, it's not really arrival. It's just never basically ignore, neglect, or deny its, hmm, its appearance in a certain way or it making itself known to you in a certain time. No, it arrives or it comes to you or it opens up or makes itself known for a reason. And in need certain times. And you find out that it comes at points where if you are not within the emotional aspect of what's going on, you'll find out that it's coming at a time where you actually might need it. It's something that always finds a space between your personality. If it finds a big hole in the space, it'll rise up and say, hi, I'm here. But if you're too emotional or feeling at that moment or judgmental what's going on, you kind of close that gap with a whole bunch of thoughts and then once again it recedes back to its core. Then time passes. Situations transform once again. Whatever arguing, cursing is going on at that moment. Once a certain type of silence arrives and it finds that space and that gap between the words, between the argument, between the friction, it will rise up again and make itself known and say, hey, I'm here. So you find these points and these spots of silencing, stilling, receding, and awareness that you're going to find yourself at. But when it makes itself known, it's up to you to utilize this device to your benefit, for your clarity. It arrives at something clear within a space that is clear, converted into your own personal clarity. Once again, how something communicates to you, communicate back to it in the same form. You keep it within its true value. You preserve it within its true worth. 
and you reap the treasures from it. So you don't deny it or neglect it or abandon it or ignore it. It's something which is you, so you ignoring it is actually you ignoring yourself. Don't ignore yourself. You are yourself. So if it arrives within you, then it's a part of you. Whether you choose to agree or disagree, it's something that you have experienced. It's private and it's personal to you. And it arrives at very subtle, very sensitive moments, very subliminal glimpses. Like I said, if you're aware when it arrives and you acknowledge it, you'll see that it looks like it's maybe showing up randomly or chaotically, but it actually kind of starts to see, you start to see a certain type of pattern. And then you no longer see that it's a random thing. But it looks random at first. But after a while, you see there's a certain kind of pattern. It's basically your alleviate button or your vent out button. This is where you can vent, not vent out from someone, but actually clear the space and the pressure within you. So it's something that lets the pressure out. Okay, so which basically points to the points to the line where I was saying, you know, don't deny it, ignore it, or neglect it, or abandon it, because it'll never abandon you. It can never deny you. It can never neglect you, and it will never ignore you because it is you. Impossibility. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the next line is: it's a constant occurrence which doesn't abandon you in your experience. Which is basically what I was just uh, opening up, which I was just touching upon. It's a constant occurrence and reoccurrence. It's always there. It's going to always be there. And it's always going to make itself known. However long you decide to sit within that space that occurs um, will determine your connection, the strength of your connection to it, with it, and within it, and how you choose to project that outward within your experience. Once again, the example, no matter how much you're doing, your being will always make itself known to clear out all the doing that the door that the door is doing. It's to relieve the pressure, to bring clarity in the form of chaos, in in the midst of chaos, to bring the thing of clarity in the midst of chaos. And it's a constant occurrence. So you see arrival, appearance, occurrence. Once again, like I said, always just keep in mind no matter how, how, many, how many times I use these words and whatever form I choose to use them in, it just means that it's always been there and always has been there. But it finds little spaces and these little gaps between your experience according to what you're going through to make itself known 
in the hopes that you direct your attention to it and acknowledge the presence within it. And to basically hopefully pull something out of it as well and turn it into something which is beneficial towards you. Whatever agenda or goal that you may have. Okay, the next line is, uh, it's your personal savior and moment of possible sanity. Like I was saying before, clarity. Sanity, clarity. Clarity, sanity. It's your personal savior and moment of possible sanity. Once again, chaos, arguing, rage, anger, emotional, judgmental, the ego, personality, humanity. It brings clarity to all that. And from a clarity, you get sanity. And this all happened while insanity was present. While you may have been going insane. Or you may find yourself going insane at certain moments in life. And this thing which arrives, which is awareness, is what kind of cancels out the insanity within the moment that you thought you were and brings you to a mental state of sanity, which derived from the moment of clarity. So I said it's your personal savior in a certain way. There's nothing saving you in that way, but in a way I'm just saying basically, you may say it's an angel or some type of angelic thing if you are in the pure and evil mind state which isn't real but if you're in this mind state of understanding all good and bad it's angelic it's an angelic thing that comes whenever you are too demonic just for another way of understanding okay so Make sure that you utilize it when it arrives, when it shows itself and makes itself known. So whenever it comes, remember that's your sanity right there. Know that, realize it, recognize it, acknowledge it, become it. Whenever it arrives, point your direction to it. Engulf yourself within it. Surround yourself with it. Be still and silent with it. Begin to receive. Okay. Uh, the next line is, it arrives as a thing you engulf yourself within to sense yourself at an intense or overwhelming moment in life's interaction or to just simply enhance clarity 
from a peaceful request granted by you. Hmm. Like I was saying before, you engulf yourself within it. To center yourself, which is what I was saying before, recede to the sense of awareness. At an intense or overwhelming moment in life's interaction, once again, ego, emotion, rage, anger, arguing, whatever's going on, or to just simply enhance clarity from a peaceful request granted by you, which is like I said before, once you become familiar with it, it's falling at one time, but once you become familiar with it, you can actually call it to you. You know, at first it's a calling; it arrives at certain times. You may say, "Damn, I need to get away from this. You know, I need to get away from this right now. It's too much. I got to chill. I need to calm down. I don't want to be yelling. I don't want to be going through this. You know, is there anything that I, you know? I need to just relax my mind for a minute. It's going too chaotic. It's all over the place. I need a breath of fresh air. Or I need a break. And just by you calling this to you, it comes in the form of a silence, like we said before, stilling." and they're receding, and you find yourself at the core of awareness. So it's something which is a calling, and it's something which you can call to you. So at first it calls you, and then as it calls you, the more familiar you become with its presence, and knowing how to utilize it, the more knowledgeable you become of it, the more you can start to call it. So that's what that means. Whether you're in rage or you're in peace, you can be in peace, or you can be just a mutual, in a mutual state or in a neutral state. You can be sitting down on the bench in the park on the next day and just jump into it. Silent request that you make within yourself and you just want to be in that state. Or you may just be looking at something and find yourself within that state. So you can call it to you. It can be called to you. It can make the calling to you. You may just find yourself within it. It comes in different forms. I mean, it comes in different moments, in the same form but in different moments. Okay. The next line is, it's a self-silencing thing even around noise and sound. Once again, like I was saying, somebody's yelling or you hear loud music or a lot of loud activities going on outside. Anybody's screaming. Whatever's going on. It's a silencing of some sort. It's a mental silencing, a, 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 a sphere of silence. You find yourself in this orbit of silence, this embodiment of silence. And it's not really a silencing of noise and sound. It can silence the noise and sound, but it's a certain kind of stilling of self. There's a certain kind of silence, and you find yourself within this silent bubble of your mind and of your activity. And that's how it identifies itself to your reality. And you'll see that it, and that's how it identifies itself within my reality as well. And however you experience it will be according to however you perceive life and how you will perceive it. Or as you're experiencing it, you have your own perception as well, an understanding of it as well. Okay. The 
next line is, it's something you enter into and come out of with unknown knowings of a mysterious phenomenal existence. Yeah, that's what it is. It's something you enter into and come out of with unknown knowings of a mysterious phenomenal existence. It's an experience. You enter into it. It's actually opening up and you find yourself within it. And you remaining conscious of it while you're going into it. As this thing opens up, it gives birth to a consciousness of yourself that you are. And as you become conscious of it, you become knowledgeable of what you are in within that moment, and you get to pull something out of that personal and private, unknown, phenomenal experience that you have just experienced. And you have these unknown knowings. An unknown knowing is something that you don't really have to explain to somebody. You just know it's unknown. It's an actual fact and truth to you within that moment. And you just know it is. Nothing and nobody can deter you away from what you know what is. It's a mysterious thing. It's a mysterious phenomenon which you have just experienced. So whatever you experience, that subtle is very private to you. And you come out of it being conscious within your awareness. You pull out some type of knowing and wisdom from it according to your experience. And also, keep in mind, too, in certain circumstances, awareness can derive, or consciousness can derive from awareness, but awareness can also derive from consciousness as well. In certain circumstances, in certain instances, depending upon what type of mind state and vibration that you're vibrating on within the experience. Okay? Um, The next line is... uh, Something which isn't a word. Once again, like I said, if it doesn't come to you in a word, don't put it into a word. But if you want to communicate and trade knowledge with something else or somebody else who has knowledge of this thing, we will we all put things into a word, which is nothing. A word is just pronouncing of an energy in action or an energy present or an energy in motion, which is what I touched upon before in the episode uh, based on words. It's not a problem putting it into a word because you want to communicate to other people what you're talking about, and that's dealing with knowledge. And But it isn't a word. So even when it comes, don't even say, oh, I'm aware right now. You know, don't say anything. Just be with it. Remain with it. Stay with it. You know, it has an identity you can identify that is present, but it doesn't have an image or location. Okay, understand that it has an identity. It's an entity within an identity, a certain type of identity, but this entity with an identity doesn't have a location and it doesn't have an image. It has no address. It has no word. No letter. No symbol, nothing to it. It's just something that is. 
Okay. The next line is uh, a thing within essence that reveals its existence within presence. Basically, that's just saying that, you know, when I say presence, I mean like the physical vehicle as well. It's something which is essential to our nature, to our being. It's an essence. And it reveals itself within this existence, within something which is present, which is you. So even though I'm saying it's essence, actually something too which is present is a present essence. In other words, it's something which is always present. It's an essence which is always present. And it reveals itself to the present thing, which is you, in the essential form. See? Which is the etheric form. Or the unknown, or the unknown thing. The unknown thing that arrives to the thing which is known, which is you. The unknown which arrived to the known. Okay? We also understand that this known thing has this unknown thing or this unknown parallel counterpart as well, which is awareness. It's one and the same. All right. The next line is, it's a mysterious come about. It is a mysterious come about. It's something that mysteriously comes about. Basically is what that's saying. <laughs> Simply. No. Something that comes about mysteriously. It's a mystery. Even what I'm explaining and talking about and describing right now and defining right now it's still extremely mysterious. Whether we're able to explain it or not doesn't cancel out its phenomenal existence. Its mysterious existence, its unknown capabilities. It still doesn't cancel it out. We're just finding ways to describe it in a way in order to further assist in understanding within someone in hopes that they may have experienced the same thing as well to converse and trade knowledges on the same topic or subject at hand. But still, no matter how much you describe it and define it, it doesn't take away its true value from itself. It's something which actually cannot be described or defined. Whether we choose to create an alphabet and make words for it and put it in sentences and paragraphs and phrases and statements and storybooks and movies and documentaries and biographies, that's according to what we do as human nature. It has nothing to do with the principle itself. Which is why, the whole point why I have these lines, because it's constantly making a description of this thing which is present. It has so many different things to it. It can be described by so many different angles, so many different points. I can look at it from this corner and see something different. I can look at it from the left corner and see something different. I can look at it from the middle of the room and see something different. I can look at it from bird's eye view and see something different. I can view it from underneath it and see something different. So this is basically a peripheral 
kind of observation of this thing, which is actually invisible, unknown, mysterious, phenomenal. Okay. Anyway, uh, the next line is, it's not something which necessarily promotes action. When you receive this awareness or you experience this awareness, it doesn't promote action because, once again, what is it? A silencing, a stillness, and a receding. So where's the action? The action is not within the awareness itself. It's more of the extraction that you get from it and extract from it. The action is based upon you and what you choose to do with it, which is once again why I say when you're knowledgeable of it, when you're conscious of it within the core of awareness, know how to utilize it to your benefit according to whatever your agenda in life is within that moment or whatever future goals you may have or whatever you want to accomplish or whatever plans you have in mind for yourself for others and for the situation and predicament you find yourself within. Be knowledgeable and conscious of this thing when it arrives and extract from it. So when you come back to the surface of the personality of the doer, you have extracted enough from your experience of your self-being and now you utilize that within your moment-to-moment, day-to-day existence according to something which is beneficial to you, you make the action to it. It's you that takes action. Not awareness itself. It's not an actionary thing. It's something you take from. You go within and you take from and return back to the surface. Okay. Okay. So, okay, uh, the next line is, it's a marination of some kind. It wants to marinate into you and mature itself within you, within the orbiting of time. So once again, it's, it's a marination of some sort. It wants to marinate into you through the marination, mature itself within you, within the orbiting of time itself. So as basically, this is basically pertaining or implying the reoccurrence of it. The more it reoccurs within you, the more it sits within you, the more it marinates within you, the more it matures itself within you. Maturing means that you actually become more and more knowledgeable of it. It itself matures means that it's being called and written and drawn back to you according to your connection to it and your acknowledgement of it and realization of its purpose. You utilize it more. It matures itself within you. You use it to, for the purpose of the progress of your development of self within the orbiting of time, which basically which means within the duration of your experience. 
the more it's acknowledged and realized within you. Okay, so it gets to mature itself. It's a marination. It's something that sits with you for a minute. The longer you let it sit within you within that moment, the more you find yourself in the moment of that principle which is present, the more it gets to mature itself within you. And it matures itself by you holding it in place. You're holding it still and silent within yourself, within the orb of silence. And recede deeper and deeper into the core of awareness. And, and then on the flip side, it's actually a thing which matures itself within you. And actually, you as a being and as a doer even, you mature off the wisdom from it. You become wise to it. And then when you become wise to it, you become wise to your surroundings, which means that you find yourself back inside this orbit of awareness more and more throughout your experience that you intentionally make happen or unintentionally make happen. The connection is set. The communication is clear between you and it, it and you. The being is one. The next line is, the ego feels threatened by its arrival and presence within you. But if you aren't still or at zero within yourself, when it arrives, it can be utilized by the ego, and the ego can utilize its function to empower its existence by turning it into a mind purpose or personality. Meaning that basically when it comes, you can say, you know, you can just take it as it is, as I, as I just previously, previously explained throughout the lines. Or you can, when it arrives, when any principle arrives, it can either come to the essential nature or the present person that you think you are, the present personality that you think you are. And the ego can say, okay, well, whatever you are is not truly engulfed within this awareness, so I can take that and make that a personality for myself. And it can start saying, well, I am the fully aware one. You know, I am so aware. I am so wise. I'm so conscious. You know, I defeated the ego. I'm so spiritual. You know, I'm so healthy. I can be conscious anytime I want to. You know, I am the wise one. It starts turning it into this personality, into this character, and you start to behave a certain way. Awareness is not about a character, personality, or a behavior. It is just about it's just about a certain moment that you become possessed in within that moment that draws you into it for the purpose of you extracting something out of it. When you extract something out of it and you snap back into the surface for the personal the personality, it's not to turn something which isn't a personality and character into a personality and character. And if you do, then that just shows how aware you truly are. See? If it didn't come to you in, in these forms, don't put it into any of these forms. If you put it into a form, and that just shows how form you are. Hmm. And so, nothing is good or bad about this, right or wrong. It just shows you you. And but are you are you 
aware enough to see that what is showing you, 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 or your awareness to see you and not have a judgment towards this or an emotion towards it, but just clearly see the clarity of you through your involvement with it. Do you see yourself more surface or do you see yourself more underneath the surface? Are you playing and participating in the more visible or are you involving and just embracing the invisible aspects of this reality? How are you acting and projecting outwardly and what are the results in return back to you? Remember, this whole reality is about to decode it. You don't have a body, you don't have a life. You have you are a decoding mechanism. You decode yourself. You are a decoding. Decode yourself. That's what this whole thing is about. So you never are who you think you are. Never. You never are who you think you are. Especially the key word is who. W-H-O. Name, image, location. You are a thing which is hidden in plain sight. You're in sight. If you're standing in front of me, I can see you. You're in my sight. But that is not you. You are hidden in a plain sight. You are something which is the hidden aspect behind the sight that I'm seeing. Okay. That's what this path is based on. That's what this understanding and understanding and overstanding is based on in this podcast. That's what this whole thing is based upon. Beyond words and expression. Okay. Um, next line is seeing the big picture rather than the small object in the middle of the photo. Or in other words, being the frame which surrounds the big picture, then being the frame stand, then being the desk that the frame is on, then the room that the desk is in, etc., etc., etc. Once again, it seems like it's going from the object in the picture to the photo, from the photo to the frame, from the frame to the frame stand, from the frame stand to the desk, from the desk to the room, it looks like it's getting wider and wider and wider. But it's actually an understanding of what I was touching upon before, which is based upon a constant receding. You thought you were that object in the picture, but then you find out that you're, actually, that you're the actual photo. You thought you were the photo, then you find out that you're just the actual frame around the photo. You thought you were the frame of the photo, but then you find out that you're the frame stand of the photo, of the frame. You thought you were the frame stand, but then you find out that you're the desk that the frame and the picture and the photo was on. You thought you were the desk that the frame and the photo and the picture was on. You find out that you're the room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A constant unfolding, a constant unraveling, a constant letting go, a constant shedding, implying a constant receding. This is what awareness is. Awareness is being. You can say awareness is spirituality or spiritual. So you can put these three words in context to have a more clearer understanding. Awareness, spirit, being. These are kind of like the trifecta. This is the triangle effect. They all kind of mean the same thing. They're all the same kind of ways of looking at the same 
different ways or different angles of looking at the same energy, which is present. Okay? Next line is being able to see through things, people, places, and situations. Now, it doesn't mean like x-ray vision, <laughs> like Superman can see through walls and buildings and, and the other characters can see through things to that degree. No, it means basically just being present to the moment, regardless of how much the moment has driven into a momentum and you find yourself as this personality, stepping back from the personality, stepping out of the character, stepping away from the behavior, which you are within that moment, and seeing these characters play out right in front of you, the characters which you once thought that you were at one point, at one point when you weren't aware or when awareness wasn't actually embraced by you but has always been present to you. So seeing through things, people, places, and situations, including yourself, people like yourself, it doesn't mean people that's in front of you or around you, but you also get to see through yourself. You see through your crap. You see through your own bullshit. You see that you weren't these things to actually begin with, but you were manifesting these things. You have manifested these things. You have gave these things some playtime to play. And you actually come into a realization of that, which is what they, which is what the understanding is, the realization of self. That is the self. The self is the thing behind the character, personality, and behavior, and ego. So you see through these things, including yourself. You don't take these so personal anymore as you did before. And when you do, if you do take it personal, you find it more and more easy to receive back from that personal situation which may have arose in certain situations that you find yourself in or put yourself in. But it's not to say, oh, I can see through now. I'm clear. I'm so wise. I can see. Don't pronounce it. There's no need to pronunciate it. There's no need to reinforce this thing which you are personally, experience with, uh, personally experiencing within yourself, within your own private orbit of yourself. Because others may find it offensive. Nobody wants to be read or understood. Just do what you got to do for you and mind your business. Keep your mind to yourself. Share what you may share, but be wise at what you're sharing to others. Be wise at what you say. Okay. <clears throat> um, the next line is uh, leads to self-realization and recognition. Well, we still touched upon that as well, you know. Awareness leads to self-realization and recognition of self. You know, uh, the realizing of self, of course, through the constant receding and the shedding of the layers. And you realize something of yourself, the self which is behind these things, or before these things, or prior to these things, or that which has always been present but has always been covered up or covered over. And recognition of self. You recognize things within yourself, certain capabilities or things that you are capable of harnessing and utilizing. 
that you weren't privy to or acknowledging before or didn't come to your attention prior to the moment, which is at hand. Um, next line is becoming and being wise to. Becoming wise and being wise to. You just become more wise to things. And as you become more wise to things, then you start being wise to things. So becoming and being wise to is kind of the same in a way because being is something present. Becoming is actually, you know, arriving or soon will be appearing or soon will be here. So you can put becoming and then being. So becoming would be first, being would be second. You just become wise to things because you become knowledgeable. You, you know, become knowledgeable to this 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 situation which keeps occurring, no matter what event or situation you find yourself in. And that's just basically what that means. Basically, you become more wise to what you're experiencing. You become wise to the environment that you're in, the atmosphere, the people that you're around. And once again, like I said, this is all a very private thing with your experience, which is not something to be boasted about. You know, something you keep silently within yourself. You be quiet and you hold it within yourself and you utilize it you know, according to however you are navigating yourself in this life that is of benefit to you. Uh, the next line is the gift of being to the being. Awareness is receiving awareness is the gift of being to the being, which is you. So it's one and the same. You are the being which is which is receiving the gift of being. <laughs> That's pretty self explanatory right there. Double the value double the worth, keep it within this potent state. Communicate back to it as it communicates to you. Being one with it. Okay, uh, the next line, there's not too many more. A certain kind of presence that seems to be some kind of time time manipulation activity. You feel you're in slow motion within a fast-paced environment and vice versa. You can see this mostly within, like, maybe arguments or conflicts or confrontations you may be having with people one-on-one. Like, once again, it's in slow motion within a fast-paced environment. It may seem this way. It's a certain kind of time manipulation. Awareness is a certain type of describing or just some type of understanding of time manipulation. Like, if you ever seen Spider-Man, the movie, and uh, I think he was in high school, and there was a part in there where the bully was, like, messing with him by the lockers in the hallway. And this is after he got bit by the spider. And the bully threw a punch at him. And as he seen his punch coming, it was coming fast at first, and all of a sudden, he went into this wave, this dimension for a minute. 
And everybody who was yelling and screaming, yeah, real loud and a whole bunch of action going on, everything just became in slow motion. And the bully that was the bully that was throwing fast punches, all of a sudden each punch was coming at him was so slow. And he was able to see every single punch coming slowly to his face. Which as before he was seeing it coming fast to his face, wasn't able to calculate the moves and the distance which the strikes were going across to reach him. As he was witnessing this and experiencing this, experiencing this moment, that is basically a certain type of identification of awareness. You know, you become witness to something which others aren't witness to or don't have access into. And one of these powers or one of these devices which awareness brings you to is a certain kind of slow motion. Sometimes, not all the time, but this can be one of the ways you experience this principle. So it's like a form of time manipulation. You feel like you're in slow motion within a fast-paced environment. And Hollywood, of course, may over-exaggerate something which is actually just a thing just to make it, you know, action-packed and to keep your attention on it with noise and action and colors and violence or conflict or trauma or something going on within that moment. But it's actually just explaining something which is way more subtle, which may not be as over-exaggerated as people played out to be within movie scripts. But it's a slowing down of time or or a, it's a different type of time zone. You get put in a different type of time zone when you become aware. And you don't find yourself moving fast within that fast-paced situation that you were previously in before the peak of awareness peaked its head, before you acknowledged it and became it. Okay? So that's what that means, basically. The next line is, all you are doing is witnessing. Once again, you silence yourself, become stilled from that still. That point, you recede from there. And when you're receding, you're no longer the body, the personality, the ego, no longer these things. So where are you? You're just in a state of witnessing the whole thing unfold right in front of you. Whereas you were participating in it, finding yourself in more fuel, more fire, more crap, more anger, more frustration, more confusion. But when you're not in that space, you receive back to a point, an unknown point, an unknown core somewhere. And now you're just witnessing what's going on. So it's like more like a movie now. You're just the audience eating the popcorn in the movie theater seats watching a movie screen of the situation that you were just currently in. So it's like arguing you're in an argument right now with somebody that's going on, and all of a sudden you get into a point of awareness, and then now you're just a person sitting in a seat eating popcorn, watching the person arguing back to the other person on the TV, on the movie screen. You're no longer one of those people in the movie arguing. So you just witness now what you thought that you wasn't able to witness before because you were so busy in the participation 
in the involvement of the situation that was going on, the conflicting situation that was going on, or the situation that was given more of the ego play, the personality play, more than your being just being itself. Okay. Um, next line is uh, a certain kind of beneficial possession of some sort. Once again, like I said before, it's something you can actually benefit from if you acknowledge it, give it attention, and you find it is a certain type of savior, certain thing that arrives at certain times, you can benefit from it if you know how to utilize it when you return back to the surface of the personality. Okay. Next line is um, a kind of functioning, not generally an action. <clears throat> Which is once again what I touched upon before. It's a function. It's not, it's not generally an action. The action is you. You are the one which puts the you are the one which puts that function. You put that function of mind and behind mind into a action and or a human action. So it's a functioning, not generally an action. Okay. We touched upon that before. Something that functions, something how you function, how your being functions. It's not an action. You are the one that puts it into an action or an animating according to however you would choose to express whatever you have just experienced. So it's up to you to choose to express what you have just previously or just presently or previously experienced. So it's the experience expressing itself as an action or animating or animation. Okay. Next line is awareness as an action or actionary will not mature the being without the principles of control and discipline being harnessed and utilized by the being itself. Within the moment of a self-challenge or a challenging situation present within the realm of chaos, both mentally and emotionally. What does that mean? Awareness as an action or actionary will not mature the being without the principles of control and discipline being harnessed and utilized by the being. Within the moment of a self-challenge or a challenging situation present within the realm of chaos, both mentally and emotionally. So basically what that's saying is that, you know, um, it's not going to mature the being it's not going to mature you unless you have control and discipline within play at the moment of temptation. Because that's when I kind of channeled this. I'm trying to see where this channel came from. I wrote this one line. If you don't have control and discipline, you can't utilize this function of awareness or this principle of awareness and convert it or transform it into a action which is beneficial towards you. Regardless of what moment you find yourself in, regardless of what challenge you find yourself in, you're not going to be able to utilize this thing and bring it to a surface of benefit if you have no knowledge and no relational connection with any type of self-control or self-discipline of some sort. You know, you may have control and discipline before these challenges arise or these, when these challenges or when this awareness arises you may sprout a certain type of control and discipline 
because you enjoy the silence and stillness within the core of awareness. So you can go either way, depending upon how mentally and emotionally chaotic you are within that present moment that you are in or active within with another or with something or situation of some sort. Okay? Okay. Um, The next line is, it leads into anonymity and constant transformation of self. So, it leads to anonymity. Anonymity is just another word for anonymous and constant transformation of self. This is what awareness does. It leads you to that which is anonymous, and that which is anonymous is actually you, which is unknown. So anonymity is anonymous. Anonymous just means unknown. It leads to that unknown aspect of of yourself. And from this unknown aspect of yourself, since it's so mysterious, since it's so like, what the hell is this? You can't help but to put your attention and acknowledge this, this, this unknown thing. And from this attention and acknowledgement of this un- unknown thing which is present, you begin the transformation of self, knowingly or unknowingly to yourself. It just automatically starts to unfold and unfold and starts to become, you become this thing after a while. The more attention and acknowledgement you have to it and of it, the more you're wise to it, the more you begin to center yourself and core yourself within this center of awareness. Okay. The next line is, uh, there's no divine purpose for its presence. It's just a device and function, an entity which arises unknowingly mostly. Okay. So basically what I mean by that is there's no divine purpose for its presence. Okay. Some people may say, you know, or they understand this certain way like, Oh, is it divine? You know, is this meant to be? Is this, does this mean I'm super spiritual now? Is this my destiny? Absolutely not. Okay. We seem to start to make things a fairy tale or start to use our imagination too much to a point where it gets too over-exaggerated. It's okay to be inspired and influenced by certain things in this reality and certain things that may be of an unknown substance or an unknown thing at certain times, but don't let your imagination pull you away from reality, okay? This awareness thing is just a device and a function. There's no divine purpose for its presence, This is something which is. Since you are a being, you have to have an awareness. That's it. So when awareness sprouts, no matter how much you begin to create a feeling for this awareness, which doesn't have a feeling, you create this body. Because once you create a feeling for something, that means that basically you created a body around something which isn't a body and doesn't have a body and never had a body to begin with. Because the only thing which can be of feeling to something means that it has to have a body to it. So something which isn't a body has now just been surrounded and covered within an embodiment. 
because you decided to create a feeling for it or decided to get lost within the feeling for it that you created for it, which it didn't come in to begin with. Yeah, it's a phenomenal thing that occurs. Yes, it's mysterious. Yes, it's unknown. Yes, it has an anonymous number or an anonymous calling. You don't know where it came from. It's like, what the hell? But don't glorify it. Don't fairy tale it. Don't start to create it into this beautiful thing and this, you know, let your imagination just start running wild with it according to what you may have learned or came across with certain elders or certain people that may have informed you of ancestry and things that we were capable of and they were capable of and, you know, what you're a part of and what everybody is a part of. It's, you know, I wouldn't suggest it. You know, do according to whatever works for you and whatever state that you're in or whatever moment that you're in in life, whatever. I ain't here to say anything. If I was suggesting recommend something, don't let this thing start to take you into the realm of destiny. And I was destined to be aware and I was destined. No. Awareness is the thing that always is. It's always here. And it's always going to pop up every once in a while in your experience for a specific reason and need. Whether you choose to utilize it, acknowledge it, and be a, uh, give your attention to it when it arrives, it's up to you. It's not nothing special, okay? Nothing special. Nothing special at all. You either see it or you don't. You either realize it or you don't. You either acknowledge it or you don't. You either give your attention to it or you don't. That's it, okay? A few lines left. The next line is, Either it calls you to it or it doesn't. Either you recognize its presence or you don't. Once again, what I just touched upon, there's no destiny to it. There's no destinial understanding about it. It is always here. Your static is what is what blocks you from the clear screen that has always been here. That static on the screen is an illusion. Get this, that static on the screen can only be on the screen which is clear prior to the static. So is the clear screen more special than the screen which becomes static? No. The same damn thing. It's just less static now has became on the screen or has showed up on the screen, so now I've got a little more clearer. And the little clearer that it becomes, that's awareness arriving or awareness showing that it's been there the whole damn time. Nothing special about it. There's no destiny part about it. That's garbage. Throw that away. Okay? Next line is, it becomes more near to you the more you are naturally curious inquisitive, and in wonder. Awareness becomes more near to you the more you're naturally curious, inquisitive, and in wonder. Uh, more near to you, once again, it's not something which is far or distant or something you have to travel to 
or a journey away from you. Once again, like I said, don't get lost in these specific words. It's something which always is. But you get to be more present with it the more you're with some minds that are more naturally curious, inquisitive, and within wonder. And these are just devices that pull you in. It's like more of a pulling towards that which is unknown. You know, and that unknown thing is actually more closer to the principle of awareness. So it just makes you more familiar with it, okay? It makes you a lot more familiar with it. It makes you, you know, it makes, it rises more of the possibility of you seeing it eye to eye, the letter I, not the eyeballs in the face, but the letter I to the letter I, which is nothing but you becoming more familiar with yourself, okay? Your known self becoming more in contact and more in connection with your unknown self, which is nothing but yourself anyway, period. But being curious, inquisitive, and in wonder about this whole reality, this whole phenomenon called life or liveliness or being live pulls you more into the core of that unknown address. And within that unknown address, you see that awareness is there, you know, has always been there. So this brings you more closer to you. Make a long story short or a short story long, period. <clears throat> the next line is, it enhances the principle of patience and being patient. There you go. It enhances the principle of, being, of patience and being patient. Because this thing arrives and you don't care how long you're within the orbit and the time of this experience, this unknown experience called awareness going on. You lose track of time, don't care about time. You're just in orbit or in a sphere of this experience which is present to you and is imbuing itself within you and around you. So naturally, you become patient. You understand the principle of patience. There's nothing special to it. You have no choice but to embrace that principle more because you are being it without questioning it, without question. You're in it, so whatever you come out of it, you pull these same principles from it. Patience and being patient. So basically I'm saying is, well, just by being aware or being within the orbit of awareness, when you come back to the human surface of things, the personality and everything, what you extract from that unknown address called awareness is human patience and being patient when at times of certain things and situations that you weren't as patient with before or prior to this experience of awareness. Once again, like I said, this is something that you can extract from and utilize to your surface experience, your human experience. Pull out from the unknown thing and utilize it within your known reality. Okay. The next line is, it gives you an unjudgmental understanding of waiting or to wait. Once again, like I just touched upon, you have no choice but to wait. You're possessed within the moment. Nothing else put to that. That's it. You're not saying, you're not in the moment of awareness saying, damn, time is passing. Uh, I got to do stuff. You know, I can't be doing this. I can't be in this moment of awareness. 
It's not something which is thought. It's not related to thinking and thought. It's something which happens. And the more it happens, the more familiar you become to it, the more you acknowledge it, and the more you can call it to yourself. That won't just look like it's randomly happening. You can call it to yourself intentionally and make it happen at moments when you want it to occur. At moments that you want it to peak, the more spaces and gaps that you find within your situations, you can call it and it will be there because it's always been there. It's just showing you, hey, I've been here the whole time. Let me arrive in this gap. Let me peek in this space real quick. Okay, so once again, it gives you an unjudgmental understanding of waiting or to wait. So you're not really thinking of waiting or wait or patience or being patient. This is just a quality which derives from the principle of awareness automatically, period. Okay, the next line is, it's an opportunity to self-reset. Once again, like I said, if you're in a certain type of argument or conflict, something going on, you don't even have to call it awareness. When this thing called awareness or what we know is called awareness arrives or becomes present, or you can say, you can look at it and say an opportunity is present. And from this opportunity which becomes present, you can self-reset. You can press the reset button on yourself. You was arguing, you was yelling, you was screaming, you was enraged, you was in conflict, you was throwing things. You were starting to become violent, baby. But when this awareness arrived, or it came present and made itself known, you become silent. You then become still. And then you then start to recede from that point of stillness. And you become nothing again. So awareness is also another word for nothing. Nothing is also another word for zeroing out, become zero. When you was at extreme or arguing or conflict or violence, you were at number 83, 78, 102. But coming to a point of awareness is coming to the zero or returning back to the zero, receding back to the zero to become more aware of what you're doing because you were unaware according to your compulsion, according to you reacting, according to you being egotistical within that moment, being too human. <laughs> and now you're at that zero point, and that is your opportunity, that is your savior, that is your recognizing of self to reset yourself again before you even become the number one, let alone 83, 78, and 102. 285 becomes zero. Be aware at that zero point before you even become one. Okay. Next line is about five more. Next line is a very personal revelation to the one experiencing it. It happens within many, but each one that happens within is left with a unique signature of itself for each individual unique being. So what that means is this awareness thing happens within certain individuals and a certain type of revelation that you will get that is according to your own unique signature of being. 
which is kind of validating once again that there will never be another you in existence anywhere ever again. You are unique to yourself and of yourself and as yourself. So since you are this being which will never occur again in this life ever again in existence anywhere else, anywhere, period, whatever you get, whatever principality you become in contact with and become connected with and become, don't take it for granted. Don't neglect it. Don't deny it. Don't ignore it. It's doing something to you so that you can get something different from it that nobody else will get. You may get certain similar things. We may touch upon certain similar things that we share with people that, you know, you may have certain similar stories according to mine, but you're going to have one or more different perceptions of the same principle that you have personally experienced within yourself because you are a unique being to yourself and within yourself and as yourself. You will receive something from it that you can share with me that way that will enhance my perception of it if, if I find it relative and relevant to my experience as well. And I can utilize that and associate it with my own perception as well to enhance and broaden my perception of this reality. This is why you need to harness it. This is why it's so important to, or relevant to, acknowledge that which is a principle which talks to the personal, the person, the personality, you. Because you are unique. There will never be another you. Okay, uh, the next line is, it's actually always present. It just seems absent because it's covered by thoughts and thinking and emotion and judgment. The personality. Once again, like I said before, as soon as the mind is clear, you find out that it's right there. And always is and always was right there. But once again, I said it, it's, it's always, it's actually always present. Awareness is actually always present. It just seems absent, quote unquote, because it's covered by thoughts and thinking and emotion and judgment. So we talked about that. We touched upon that. Because you find that as soon as your mind is clear of the static, you find out that awareness has always been right there and always is right there and always was right there. Okay? Next line is, daydreaming is another form or recognizing of its presence. Awareness is looking around and being aware. You can look around and be aware. You can be aware and be looking around. Daydreaming is looking in one direction only while still remaining conscious of your surroundings. When you daydream, you're kind of like still looking at one place. You're looking in one direction, but you're not looking at an object per se. You may be looking in the direction of a flower. And somebody may ask you, why are you looking at that flower for? Why are you staring at that flower? You can be like, what flower? Like, what you're staring at that flower and it's like, no, my vision, my view is just in that one direction at the moment. But I don't see anything, really. I'm conscious of what's going on. I can hold a conversation with you to my left or my right, or in front of me or behind me. I can hear things going on around me. I know things are going on around me. But my vision is only set within one direction. For some reason, my eyes are still. I don't know why. 
but I'm just daydreaming at the moment. But I can hear you. You can keep talking. I can call the conversation to you on everything. No problem. But awareness is actually a certain type of, you can be aware and still be looking around at certain things. So like I said before, daydreaming and awareness are also two different functions of the same principle in a certain way. Because they both can be parallel with consciousness. Awareness, you can be conscious while you're, while you're aware or aware while you're conscious. You can be daydreaming and conscious or conscious while you're daydreaming. So they're kind of twinning, uh, twin-like energies or twin-like perceptions of looking at one energy. Okay? Um, three more lines left. Next line is it can add a certain type of character to the personality. Um, I mean, the more aware you become, the more you give it attention, the more you become one with it, the more you acknowledge it, give it, you know, uh, and view it more within your reality. It adds a certain type of thing to your personality. The more you go in it, come out of it, go in it, come out of it, go in it, come out of it, possess, come out, possess, come out. You know, you're extracting certain qualities from this thing. You, 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 see the, you see the value within it and you extract certain qualities from it. And you can't help but to express this experience, which you're experiencing, in a certain way, in a certain form, in a certain type of animation. But you don't let these forms, this animation and this expression, feed or fuel your ego. You just take it as this is just, you know, I'm going to, I guess I may turn or, or act a certain way according to this amazing experience I'm experiencing. And that's it. Don't take it in any other way. Just accept this as it is, okay? Three more lines. The next line is, awareness is the outside of an inside and the inside, which is an outside of its inside. What I mean by that is awareness is the outside of an inside. You can be in an environment, an atmosphere, and for some reason awareness gives you this outside kind of acknowledgement of the situation and the environment and the atmosphere that you're in. You're aware of everything going on within a moment's notice. You're aware of everything going on. People talking over here to the left, people over the right over there, you know, laughing, some kids in the background playing on the swings, some people behind you riding a bike past you. You're aware of everything, so, but you're inside of it. But your awareness is outside of this inside. See, it's a peripheral kind of radar or peripheral kind of supervision or peripheral kind of seeing. This is what this awareness thing, this mechanism is like. So it's the outside of an inside. <clears throat> the next line was the inside, which is an outside of its inside. It's actually something which is inside of you, not inside of the body, but inside of something which you are, which is an outside of its inside which is kind of the same kind of understanding which I was saying. It sounds kind of weird. If you get what I'm saying, then you get what I'm saying. See, but it actually means the same thing in a certain way. So let me get to the last two real quick. The next line is, 
a kind of filter or filtering. What I mean by that is whenever you receive certain type of knowings, intuition, uh, wisdom, um, whatever you receive from this minding thing, before it comes into the body, the awareness is in the middle before this knowing intuition and wisdom drops within the body. Awareness is in the middle. So you have on top, you have three layers, three lines. On the third top line are wisdom, intuition, and knowing. The second line underneath that, you have awareness in capital letters. The last line underneath that, which is the first line, you have the word body. So awareness is the filtering between the knowing, intuition, and wisdom before it drops into the body. It has to go through the filtering of awareness. If you are aware before this intuition, knowing, and the wisdom drops into the body, then you can determine how far the wisdom, knowing, and intuition drops within the body and how much the body may become influenced by these things and create a feeling for it which it doesn't have a feeling for. So, the more the body has a feeling for these things or creates a feeling for these things which doesn't have a feeling will determine how possessed you will become by the body. Which is why I said before, you are this middle thing in the middle. You are awareness. You are this being, this thing, which is in the middle. And whatever you get from mind that travels into the body and how far it drops into the body is dependent upon your awareness, which is in the middle of the mind and body. You are something which is not mind. You are something which is not body. You are something in the middle, which we can play with now called awareness. And depending upon how much you are there within that space, within that gap of your existence, of your ent- of whatever you are, of that life force or that life force that you are or that liveliness that you are, will determine how much which is mind that doesn't have a feeling will drop into the body or the embodiment or the vehicle of feeling. So it has to go through the filtering of awareness. It has to go through you. You are the gate crosser. You are the bridge crosser. Nothing crosses from the mind realm into the body realm without first going through you. Okay, you are a filter or a filtering thing in the middle. Okay, and the last line is, be aware of every inhale and exhale. Inhale what you give life to. Exhale what you're letting go of. And as you talk and as you have certain things in mind that you want to manifest or that you want to let go of or don't want to be a part of anymore or want to put within the past, as you are keeping these things in mind, which is the whole breathing mechanism or the whole breathing technique or what you call meditation, people call meditation, the deeper aspect or deeper understanding of that is as you are, you know, inhale, in, as you're having a thought that you want to manifest or plan to uh, accomplish or have a goal in mind, inhale. Whatever you want to let go of in your life that you may think is holding you back or may not be a beneficial to you, exhale it. You can only know these things that are happening if you are aware to the happening as it is happening within the moment. If you are aware, you can inhale what you want to manifest and you can exhale what you want to let go, but only through your awareness. 
just like the two hour mark. <laughs> Again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know, um, you know, how long anyone that's on has been tuning in. So if you might have missed, um, if you might have missed, the uh, part where we mentioned, you know, you can chime in at any time by hitting star six. Feel free to um, to actually do that if you would like to. Um, but yeah. Um, well, it looks like we still have someone on, so. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, wow, yeah, that was, uh, definitely a hefty episode, but, um, I think that, you know, it's very reflective, um, it's funny because there was a point that you mentioned towards the beginning, and I actually was thinking along those lines today. I was trying to remember exactly how I, how I was framing it uh, or how it, how it came to me, really. And I wish I wrote it down earlier, but, um, but the, the part that I'm speaking on is... Um, uh, let me see which one. It was, um, you know, once you become familiar with it, you can call it to you. And I guess I'll just I'll just share a little bit of what what I had related it to earlier, which was like um, improvisation. It's like once you um, once you get into I guess the word that comes to mind right now is rhythm. Like once you get into a certain um, a certain rhythm or practice or way of working or have a certain discipline, you know, um, improvising becomes something that is just, um, you know, it, it becomes an internal thing something that's a part of you and um I I was thinking of that I don't know I think something came to mind about um performance work like but I feel like that's a part of anything it also is just a part of um for me a part of just working in general um you know once you once you establish a foundation it's easy to um, veer off of, or I don't want to say veer off of that foundation, but find um, wherever you find yourself in a place that's not necessarily where you started, you're able to navigate because you know, you know the uh, basis, you know, you know what it um, where you're coming from with it, or you know, um, you know the uh, what it's made of, or the essence of a thing. 
And um, so, yeah, I I definitely can see that. And, and I feel like it was really related to awareness. And I think that, that I was kind of reflecting on awareness earlier. I actually forgot that this episode was um, – was going to be on awareness, so it's kind of funny. And um, otherwise, I really like the line about, um, you know, it's a, it is a personal savior and moment of possible sanity. And uh. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely related to the breath and and just uh, allowing allowing things to be, um, you know, not just kind of letting go of control and becoming clear uh, I think that's so important and you know how you mentioned it's something you can go back to I think definitely mm-hmm. definitely so I'm still got callers here man. Probably still mm-hmm. got callers present so I'm surprised still got people <laughs> present around I'm so, I was like damn I'm talking a lot it's like you know it's, it's, it's <laughs> You know, it's trying to explain something, you know. You know how subtle this shit is. It's just, it's it's something that I'm even in the midst of right now in the present moment of, and, you know, you're in the present moment of, you're in the present moment of, and it's it's, it's almost, it, it's so there that it's almost not there. And exactly. I said, the best way I could explain it is just trying to catch air. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you catch air and then show somebody, look, this is air, they're going to be like, you know, that's your hand, or that's a box. What do you mean that's it? It's, 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 that's why I said it's so personal. It's just, it, it has to be experienced. You know, 10%, maybe not even 10, 2%, 1% can be explained. 99% has to be experienced. And it's not really about right. understanding it. It's really about experiencing it, grasping it, and uh, expressing it, utilizing it. However, you utilize it. It's, you know, um, and I felt it was kind of valid to uh, touch upon this topic and this word aware or awareness because throughout the episode so far, and it is very, it's very in connection with me and my reality every moment to moment, including right now, including next moment and next day and the next Sunday moon cycle, so on and so on. It's so private. It's so, you know, something I utilize that you know that I'm in touch with, I'm or in contact with all the time. That um, and I touch upon and we and we build upon an episode so much that I felt, you know what? Let me just open this up for one second. Let me just because I keep saying it's a word aware and aware and awareness and awareness and aware and aware and awareness and awareness. I said, let me just talk about this shit real quick. Let me just get it mm-hmm. out of the way. So people, you know, he mentions awareness, you know. What does he mean? What is aware? You know, I understand what awareness. What does he mean by, I just want to get it out of the way. And I want to just 
try to grab air as much as possible and within this moment and um, show the presence of it, you know, because, I mean, while I'm talking, throughout these one-liners, open these one-liners into stories and paragraphs of describing, defining, and explaining as much as I can of this thing which can't really be understood but it only experienced. And, you know, to experience something and then have a certain understanding of it just so the purpose you can explain it and share it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's just a little uh, W-O-R-K, you know what I'm saying, that you got to put in to uh, grab something like that, you know. And, you know, we converse the many different principles uh, for a while, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not looking at the dictionary definition and not saying that the dictionary is wrong or right and this and that. You know, it, it, it's pretty much certain things on point here and there, but when you have your own personal experience, you know, you can make a library out of an experience rather than a book or a dictionary that's given on me showed you this or that because I've experienced these principles and you've experienced these principles without any definition in front, without any book being read, without anybody interpreting it. And it's like, you know what? Oh, wow, this hit me. What is this called? I'm experiencing this. Let me find out what this experience is called. Oh, it's called this word. Oh, it's called that word. But then it comes to me in a word, you know, you fully get to relate with it and connect with it beyond the word and definition. So when you read a word of definition, it's not justice. It doesn't do me justice, but you're like, you know what, okay, that's something about it. But let me show you what I got. And while they're showing you one definition from one word and one dictionary, you're showing them a library of what you experience. Which is a totally big, totally different. Totally big difference, you know. And these channels that we channel from and I channel from, I learned from my own shit. Because <laughs> this is not me with the saying this. This is something speaking through me, using me as the voice box and the vessel to speak of itself through. And when it speaks of itself through and it's recorded, I get to go back and play it and see. And I hear this being cold blue, and I'm like, no, who the hell is this? What the hell is this saying this? And so... That's the whole purpose of when the ancestors said, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And once you come to understanding, the student and the teacher is actually you. So that's why, you know, when you come to this more innate understanding or insidious understanding of self, you find out that these forces and these elements and these principles which govern this whole personal thing, this whole personality and person and human thing that is the foundation for the structure of any humanism or human activity, you find out that these forces, these elements, these things, these principles use you to speak itself out of and speak itself through. So, and I was like, damn, these sisters use us? <laughs> when, uh, but it's not like these things just use us because these things are actually used, which you're composed of. So it's not something that's just separating from somebody else. Like these things, actually, damn, I just use myself. You know, <laughs> another understanding. Like, damn, all right. You could just ask me. 
<laughs> but that's <clears throat> not like I understood the more innate understanding or the more higher understanding of self is just being used. But it's okay. I'm fine. I love it. I embrace it. Appreciate it. Yeah, and it's um, you know, it's funny because um, when you first mentioned that you wanted to talk about awareness tonight, I was like, we didn't already talk about awareness. <laughs> I was trying to look back. I'm like, didn't we already talk about awareness? And I'm like, when you um, you know, you just said that, you know, because it's mentioned so much and um in general and the podcast and everything. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's that's why. And that's what I thought of when you first mentioned it too and I'm like, Oh yeah, okay. But um but yeah, definitely and then also with the um um the aspect of um putting things into words is funny because, you know, it it reminds me of if you speak other languages or if you, um, you know, listen to other languages, you can know what people are saying by the way that they, um, by the way that they say things and um, things outside of the words they use because you might not understand the words, but you, you can get the gist of what they're saying just by watching or listening to them. So um, definitely, definitely can see that. And that. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, and that's from awareness too, just <laughs> being there, listening, or being um, present to the situation. Like I was saying before, it touches upon a certain thing. Like it's not about the words, it's about the action. People can say words. Oh, I love you. This and that. I care about you. And somebody can say, well, you ain't showing it, nigga. I don't feel it coming from you. Ain't enemy. You ain't expressing it. You're just saying words. <clears throat> so that basically shows that that validates what you're saying is that you can see what the what language, whatever language they speak it in. So, you know, Chinese, Japanese, uh, you know, whatever, African. Uh, Italian, French, Philippine, whatever it may be. You may not know the words that they're saying. You're like, what the hell is they saying? What the hell are they saying? But you see the intention and the action and the animation behind the words that they're, or the sound that they're pronouncing. You can get an idea of where they're coming from about whatever the hell they're pronouncing. Absolutely. So it's the intention and the action and the animation behind the words, not the word itself. Or the language itself. I agree. Definitely 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, there were a couple other things, but I really just feel like, um, you know, I feel like that's, that's it. I, I don't feel so inclined to speak on them. I think that um, you know, everything that was supposed to be said, I guess, has been put out there, and it's 
is very, um, you know, something, something that we can listen to again and again and get something different each time. So, uh, huh. yeah, just, unless huh. there's anything else you wanted to say, I just wanted to thank everyone that tuned in um, for tuning in and mm-hmm. those that may listen, um, you know, to the recording on whatever streaming platform they use um, All the time. for tuning in. All the time. Any time and every time, man. No, that's pretty much I, I just want to shut up right now. I said enough and I said too much. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's just what it is, man. You know? I think I touched that's when the tippy toe around it. Yeah. That's what I call it tippy toe. <laughs> Two hours of the tippy toe. Because <laughs> it's always ongoing. Right. You gotta know when to stop. You know, this is a straight chaos. Principle of straight chaos, and you are the orderly being which puts an order to the chaos, or a stop to that which is ongoing. So I think I'll just chill for now. Nothing more to be said. Just much more to be experienced. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If anyone um, has anything, you know, they like to relate to the episode or whatever, um, you want to share it, feel free to, uh, if you are listening on a different streaming platform, I think Anchor has the option where you can um, write something. Um, Feel free to visit Anchor and then send a message. Or if you wanted to email, you always could. you know, if there's a topic that, you know, on principle that you wanted to, you know, hear something about. What's the email about, again you said? Uh, the email out. Um, it's beyondwordsandexpression at gmail.com. So, it's, um, you know, just as the uh, the uh, podcast title is Beyond Words and Expression, no S, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. People usually text me for requests to touch upon certain things or text me certain things. Definitely. definitely I think we have some listeners from other places too, so. Um, no doubt. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's universal. It's supposed universal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the listeners all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I think I'm about to go um, relax for the moon hours. Yeah. The moon hours is left. Well, it hasn't came up in the sky, but it's sharing the sun right now at the moment, but the sun is going away behind the clouds and the moon is arising. And I'm enjoying these lunar hours right now. Uh, this lunar experience. Mm-hmm. And I'll uh, go into mm-hmm. my dimensions as usual. Mm-hmm. Definitely had another fun experience. Exciting time touching upon these principles as always. And in always, as always, in always. 
Um, yeah. Till next time. Till the next moment, the next door it opens. Uh, we'll see, we'll connect. And we'll share with everybody once again as they share with us. Listening in. Taking in as well as I'm taking in. And um, I guess until next time, keep you all envisioned and uh, we'll remain connected as always. Definitely. See you again. Next time. Okay. One. Zero. Zero.